What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing out there? Welcome to Black and Blue Street Life. Y'all know me. My name is Dale. I am the host, and we are doing something uh, live out here today. We are here in the city of San Bernardino, and uh, let me pull up my name right there. My name is Dale. I'm the host and founder of Black and Blue, and today we are doing the Street Life edition. We are out here in San Bernardino. You're going to see a little bit of the backdrop out here. Uh, this is real life. We got, we got people walking up here real quick, so you're going to see all you're going to see all that uh, when my camera person helps out with that. But uh, today we are going to talk about, you know, we got the holidays coming up here and we're going to talk about giving back to the less fortunate. Um, you know, what we do out here is we try, you know, in law enforcement, we try to help people on the daily. But what uh, a lot of people don't know is that we all try to do people. We all try to help out people when we're not working, when we are working. And the less fortunate out there need our help, the homeless, uh, the mental, mentally ill, all that out there. So we're going to talk about that with two great guests today. So let me, uh, without further ado, let me bring them on. Uh, first, real quick, let me show you what, what I'm talking about here. Uh, there's, there's my guest and my camera person's out here showing us what we got going on. There's our guest right there. So let me, without further ado, bring on our first guest right here. That is Josiah Bruni. He is the CEO of uh, Music Changing Lives. Everybody give him a big warm welcome. What's going on, my brother? Uh, let me get your mic on. Say that again. Yes, welcome, Dale. Thank you so much for having us on today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. How you feeling out here today? It's a beautiful day. You know, we out here in San Bernardino, California. We are outdoors, literally. Yeah, you, you hear that wind, everybody. You hear the wind, you know, <laughs> and we're in the beautiful urban garden uh, site. So it's a great backdrop and it's, it's a great feeling as well because when I first came to this facility, this is what I wanted it to be able to do. So to have Black and Blue out here interviewing me first and foremost is a historic moment. So thank you, sir. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, my brother. I appreciate you. And uh, the next guest out here, he's uh, from the San Bernardino area as well. He is the chief of police of the San Bernardino Schools Police Department. Everybody, please help me welcome in Chief Joseph Paulino. How you doing, sir? All is well, Dale. Yeah, thanks for All having right. me today. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How's your day going, man? It's going well. All it's right. Beautiful day out here. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Oxygen. <laughs> Oxygen, for real. For real. We, we, we got the wind, though. Uh, the ho yeah. Hopefully, the, ladies and gentlemen, the wind isn't too distracting for you. But, uh, you know, we try to muff that as best as we can. So, uh, Chief, tell a little bit of uh, the people out here a little bit about yourself real quick. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm a young man. Grew up in inner city LA. Yeah, went to Fremont High School, Bethune Junior High School. Okay. 75th Street Street School. And of course, I served in the military. And after serving, came into policing. Yeah, this is year 31 for me in policing. Year 12 is cheap. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. All right. Appreciate yeah. you. Appreciate your service. So that's all three of us on the, on the screen right now. Let me, let me pull up the, what we got here. Hey. <laughs> Camera, camera lady, why don't you show uh, who we got here? With? We are live, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, we are live. We got everybody out here. How you doing, ma'am? How you doing? We are live on, on camera right now. So you go ahead and do your thing. Sorry about <laughs> do, do your thing. Do your thing. Don't worry about it. But we are, we are live. Uh, let, me, let me get back to us. <laughs> so this is what we want to talk about here today because we are out here in, in the city of San Bernardino. Uh, San Bernardino's got a lot of lower economic uh, classes here. And you two are committed. To helping out those those classes um so we want to talk about that 
Josiah, tell everybody a little bit about yourself real quick. We didn't we didn't get to talk about that. Yes, definitely. So I'm Josiah Bruni, CEO and founder of Music Changing Lives. Um, I started in Altadena, California, and then was transplanted here in the Inland Empire about 1996. I started in the music industry doing promotion for Ice Cube, Easy E, guys like that, and then said to myself, I want to teach kids in the lower income area how to become independents and how to own their intellectual properties. I had seen the worst of the worst stories, kind of like TLC and them selling hundreds of millions of records, but then being broke. Right. So once I knew how to work through the industry and that it only took $75 to own your intellectual property, I said it's something that you needed to teach people. Um, now we're in a position to where we're in after school settings in the Marina Valley Unified School District, working here in San Bernardino, working in Riverside as well. The whole Inland Empire is basically our, our canvas for teaching kids that they can become independents and do something different besides just selling dope or doing something negative. So I call ourselves positive fear pressure. Yeah. Uh, we want to teach kids that it's not easy being independent or going out and doing something different. But you could basically, it's the same thing you're going to be doing if you're out here trying to sell drugs or do something negative in your community, but you could actually do something positive for yourself. Exactly. And that's what we want to uplift our people with. We also do food distributions, where we've distributed over now 400 tons of food in our communities uh, for lower income families and even families that aren't low income but are just having problems in the pandemic. Uh, we distribute clothes. We also have upgraded and turned build areas into places where now people could come and walk and actually meditate and become mindful to what's in their backyard. See a beautification project right here in their own community and uplift themselves. So it's all about uplifting our people, uplifting where we come from and leaving in a better place than what we inherited it. That's what's up, that's what's up. Appreciate you for all that you do, Thanks, all that man. you do. You, you're doing it, man. You, we out here in this garden as well and uh, Tell, tell everybody a little bit about this garden too. Yeah, so um, I was blessed in the pandemic where I had to go find a place to distribute food in our community. And all of our community centers were closed because the cities were closed for those times. And I met with one of my Rotarians and the brother seen what I was doing and blessed me with this area that we're sitting in now for free. Uh, and it's given us this place to where we can beautify it and uplift it. It used to be full of weeds here. And I brought my volunteers and people, we cleared out all the weeds and it actually created a movement for the families around to start cleaning up their properties. What you're looking at now behind us here is a garden as well, or this uh, container that we have now here in the garden that is painted with different beautiful murals and things of that nature. Um, our actual goal is to distribute about five to 10,000 pounds of food here monthly once this garden is up and going. Uh, it started as just a beautification project where we brought a monarch butterfly garden and then it's grown now to where to become an urban garden and a development thanks to Inland Empire Health Providers, IEHP as we know them, and several other uh, donors and Rotarians in our community. Okay. Uh, so this is just one example of how we're taking something that was dilapidated and turning it into something beautiful that can now feed our people in our community. No doubt. No doubt. I love to hear that. Love to hear that. And uh, so both of you guys are successful. Um, you know, you're a chief of police chief and you are CEO of Music Change Lives. What, what sort of struggles did you guys have to deal with coming up 
to get to where you are today so that uh, we'll start with you chief so that you know people out there can listen and, and see you and know that hey i can get to that place someday too uh, you know where i'm at today isn't necessarily where i need to be forever oh yeah definitely well you know they say that, that life comes with the good the bad uh, the ugly yeah however um what we need to do is make sure that we arrive at a place called resilience right and of course um it's I believe skills, abilities um, that we should um, work on that, that help us be successful, um, especially in this society. One of those skills, Dale, is um, our ability to read. Yeah, make sure that we read prolifically. Yeah, if you read a lot, um, it's easier to communicate. Yeah, and you can communicate at a level that help you be able to arrive and be able to do things that ordinarily uh, and people wouldn't be able to do it. And then the second skill is our ability to write, right? Where we're able to write at a level. True that. And look at the things you're doing. Uh, transforming words into paragraphs. Yeah. Paragraphs into um, straight letters uh, that, that we're understanding. So for our kids out there, it's important that when they walk into our school, that they're clear about the tool that they're acquiring. Of course, um, that comes to me from our brother Nelson Mandela, mm -hmm. which says that um, our, uh, the weapon that we need to use is an education, and which is the most powerful tool to know no man. So it's important that we root our kids on in terms of their ability to read, write, and count, right? Right, right. And of course, a um, prime example is my invitation here today. Okay. You said to be here at prior to two so i make sure i <laughs> yes. counted properly right yes, yes, i'm here before yes. i'm supposed to be here so it's little things like that that we need to teach our kids mm. right yeah yeah and so your question is right on yeah however the struggle belong life comes with a struggle yeah however we go to our knees and, and we stand up mm -hmm. and we continue on right amen it's amen. the right things to do yep yep i totally agree with that and uh, Josiah, what, what sort of struggles did you have coming up? Man, uh, Chief hit it on point. I mean, believing in yourself is number one, I believe. Uh, number two, I'd like to follow off what he said with Nelson Mandela. It always seems impossible until it's done, right? Um, I was a knucklehead that they was chasing around, just to be <laughs> humbly honest. Let's be real right now, right? Um, so uh, I was blessed, though, as he said, to fall on my knees and to pray for difference and to pay pray one day that I could go beyond these mountains and to do something different. Um, and then it took myself to stop, I say, uh, blaming others around me. And I looked at my ancestors and what they created and realized who I was, thanks to some of my elders that were around us. Um, the struggles that I seen uh, were more, growing up in the 80s, I, I, I want to say we were taught that we were statistics. To be honest, this is how they would teach us in class. They would teach us I would make less than a white man or less than a white woman just because of the color of my skin. But it was that prayer and that will and that determination that made me realize that that is all a lie. Mm -hmm. And it's all upon myself and my determination and my resilience, as he mentioned, that I have within. Now, I think the problem, though, in our communities is we don't have enough examples of people to look at that to say, who that is part. the one that I should look back upon that was my elder that I could pay homage to. And so I thank God for people like Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, those elders that we were able to read about, as he said, 
And it wasn't until I started reading prolifically about my elders that I realized that we weren't slaves. We were brought here as kings and queens, but then put into bondage and put into yes. slavery. Yes, that part. You know, and so I think a lot of our kids now today need more examples and wise counsel like yourself and like the chief sitting upon us that we can look upon as those beacons of life. Totally agree there. And uh, Maurice Landrum on uh, Facebook says, each one teach one. Yes. Yep. We all know about that. Each one teach one for real, for real. Yes. So uh, what are you guys' organizations doing this time of year? I know, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up here this week. And then we got the holidays after that. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. You hear motorcycles out there and you got the wind. We are live and on location in San Bernardino. But uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, for the less fortunate, you guys doing food drives? You guys doing anything like that? Well, we'll start with you, Chief, and uh, what your police department is doing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dale, I noticed you don't have a beard. Yeah, however, <laughs> I, I'm participating in No Save no November. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, of course, we have to pay a certain amount of money, and money to be able to wear a beard, right? I'm usually well-shaven, so. so that's one of the programs that we have that we're doing. And then secondly, yeah, we, we participate with a variety of organizations with turkey giveaways. I know you're familiar with a gentleman there by the name of Terrence Stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Terrence and Mr. T, I sit on his board of Young Visionaries. So, um, of course, we participate with them. And, of course, um, programs like Akuma and that we donate to to make sure that they're able to help the unfortunate in our community. And then on and on, yeah, I mean, in terms of our ability to be able to give back toys, right? And me personally, yeah, I do my best to make sure that youths are able to benefit from my success, right? Yeah. Just like last week, yeah, I spoke at um, the Night of the Boltillion, which is a program that um, supports um, socialites, young males. So, of course, when I speak, I usually give away money. Oh, yeah. really? So, yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Since you're talking about giving away money. <laughs> so, of course, if you got a program that uh, you support and you need donation for, you have a friend in need. All right. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm sure Josiah can talk about uh, donations for his organization. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Music changing lives. Don't forget it. Let's do well, it. Shout out to my guy, Terrence Stones, and everybody else that's out here us what we're doing for the holidays uh we we know so many people are already doing the turkey drives and things like that so we step back and just support their efforts and contribute to people like nsg never stop grinding sisters making a difference and those that are out there uh but us we're doing our fourth sundays so come out this fourth sunday 11:28, right here in the city of san Bernardino on electric and 40th we'll be celebrating right here in the urban garden giving out presidential awards and thank yous to people that helped make this project uh, come to life. And then Christmas, we'll be doing our toy drive where we'll be distributing over 10,000 toys. We're gonna have a beautiful Christmas concert right here in the Urban Garden. And then we're also going to about 22 different cities and states and distributing toys throughout the community through our Random Act of Kindness toy drive. All right, that's, that's what's up. Yes, yes, both of you guys doing big things, big things. Yeah. And I hope to be a part of it, hope to be a part of it. So as we saw earlier, you know, there's a the homeless population here in San Bernardino and across this whole nation as well. Um, and it, it's only gotten worse from a few years ago. Uh, what do you guys think can be done, should be done 
with this homeless situation? And what are you guys helping to do in your organizations to kind of help out the homeless population? We'll, we'll start with you, Josiah. Um, first off, thank you, Dale, for that question. As you did see, you know, it's a bad situation in our communities. Our organization, what we're pushing all of our elected officials to get behind is our budgetary acts for a hand up, not a handout. And that's basically turning our community centers into wellness centers to where we could give our people zero excuses. Uh, we need actual resources for these individuals to create housing, to create clothing, to give them you know, showers, proper places to where they could get a second chance yeah. uh, at life. A lot of these individuals do not want to be in these scenarios. They just got placed there because of bad choices. And I think they need to be put in a scenario to where they're actually given, uh, like I said, a second chance to be provided a hand up, not a hand out. A lot of people are just constantly give them food, give them clothes and things of that nature. But I think it's time to start finding out where the childhood trauma came from in that individual and then putting them with a psychologist or someone that could help them get beyond their scenarios. Yeah. Uh, we were talking the other day, right now our hospital, Patton Hospital, is only serving about 20%. So we ask ourselves, where's the other 80% of those people? They're placed on the streets where our police officers are forced to, to serve those people, but you're really not meant to serve a person with mental health issues. No. So we really need to figure out how do we get counselors and behavioral people with these individuals and put money behind that, I feel. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, Chief, what are you guys doing at the school police department? Because I know you guys see that every day, You know the homeless population around your facilities. And uh, you probably even run into some students who are homeless and their families are homeless as well. What, what are you guys doing in, on that front? Yeah, definitely. Um, of course, in our organization there, we, we have an, an entity that deals with homeless kids as well as them homeless parents. So shout out to uh, Vicki Lee. Yeah, Vicki is our homeless liaison in, in, in our district. So we do our best to make sure we put forth all the resources to be able to support those is experiencing the ills in our community. And then of course, uh, uh, for our young police officers, as well as their police officers online, that we um, have them arrive at a place called Empathy, right? Where they're able to deal with those that's experiencing those ills. And of course, a part of our role is to connect them with the partners. They're able to give them resources, the Salvation Army, behavioral health, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah as we have those um, pamphlets, resources, and as we encounter those uh, in our communities experiencing those ill, that we um, do our best to connect them with those resources, right? And it's not um, just them um, arrest, arrest them, these folks, and yeah, no. make sure that they get the resources they need to be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no doubt, no doubt. And uh, this time of year as well, we all know depression starts setting in with, with a bunch of folks because you know they don't have families to deal with what we got out here yeah we, we got more stuff going. again ladies and gentlemen we are live and on location in san bernardino so we did this for a reason so you guys can see what's going on out here hear the sight hear the sounds see the sights out here in san bernardino uh, we'll, we'll pull that up as well but what i was getting at ladies and gentlemen uh our guest here was these time of year this time of year people start getting depressed right they don't see their family their situations not all all what they wanted it to be and uh, even in our profession, Chief, you see uh, officers as well, uh, for whatever reason, uh, starting getting depressed and suicides and all those sorts of things. What are we doing as organizations 
as, uh, as young black men and older black men to kind of stem that tide around, around the holidays? We'll start with you, Josiah. Right now, what we're really pushing is a mindfulness project through my younger sister, Jess, Jessica Bruni. Uh, she does a program, Just Be You, where she teaches individuals to just be themselves. I think in our, our case, we're dealing with a lot of the students and the kids. A lot of them, like I mentioned earlier, are dealing with negative peer pressure. They want to look at somebody that's that person that's maybe shining in the neighborhood from doing wrong and doing uh, something that's not too, uh, how we say, uh, you know, people like, whatever, right? Yep. Uh, and they follow on the wrong lead. And so we're teaching them that it's okay to be without. It's okay to be in a position where you're just coming up. It's like he said in the beginning, the chief said, meet yourself on your knees and pray for where you want to go, but ask logically about what you want to change and then pray about it. And that's what we're really teaching kids is that find yourself in prayer, find yourself really looking to really mend yourself, become mindful to who you are, uh, learn about your elders, learn about your, your past people, speak to your grandparents. We got something called now the Wise Council, uh, where we're getting elders to come talk to the youth and the youth to talk to the elders and share stories. Those okay. are things that we used to do myself that really helped me get beyond uh, where I'm at today. And so I think there needs to be more positive people out there that we can look up to, to say, hey, you know, this is who you should be looking to be like, not this person over here. No doubt. And that's what I'm really focused no on. No doubt, no doubt. Love to hear that because, you know, people look at the material things and you know, they don't have that, so they get depressed on that. Right. Not what they do have. You know, some people do have family, right? Some people, if it's not family, you know, immediate family, you still get your, your grandparents, you got, you know, your aunts and uncles, uh, friends. You know, a lot of, you know, some of us have friends that can help us through these times. So, you know, kind of look at what you do got. Um, maybe if you do have a job, you know, maybe it's not the primo job, but you got a job right now. Sure, a lot yeah. of people don't have jobs. So, you know, look at what you do have and, and you know, don't don't settle, you know, always strive to do do better. But, you know, right. look at what you do have. Chief, what, what are you guys doing on the mental health, mental health front right now? Oh, yeah, definitely for those that work with it, that's employed within the police department. We have peers, right, that's trained in, in mental health. We also have a contract with the counseling team. So, of course, uh, we, we do our best uh, to, to make sure that we're mindful of uh, the struggle uh, with mental health. And of course, uh, I'll put a book out there that I believe everybody should read. And it's um, Kevin Gilmartin's book, um, Emotional Survival. And of course, Kevin's talks about um, making sure that we're dealing with our mental health, our social health, right? Yep. And of course, them oftentimes for law enforcement also, it starts off with their financial health that it sends them <laughs> to a spiral, right? And of yep. course, the use of alcohol, things like this. Yep. So we, we make sure we address those things. And of course, for us as males, it's, it's important that we get past our ego and be able to ask for help. Uh, just uh, be courageous yeah. enough to be able to say, guess what? I need help. I'm down on my luck, right? Yeah. That we're able to call yeah. that mentor, that coach, that person that uh, we believe in, that we trust. Right, yeah. And with information like that. So yeah, make sure that you always have a person around you and that can help you past these things. Yeah, yeah. 
Because, yeah, we all know as men that it's kind of tough for us to ask for help. I know it's kind of tough sometimes to even say we got a health problem, you know, a regular health problem, and go to the doctor. So we got to be pushed and prodded and uh, to have somebody to kind of help you through that situation, whether it be at the police department, whether it be at if you work at McDonald's, whether you work at IBM or Microsoft, whatever, you know, we we need these things to kind of help us get through these mental health things. Um, Absolutely. So uh, I was going to get at success stories. We talk about, you know, less fortunate that's out there. I know you guys have helped many people in your day. Try to give us uh, the, the viewers and the listeners one success story that, you know, they were there at rock bottom and you or your organization helped them out and now they're doing good today. We'll start with you, Josiah. Man, um, first one that come to mind is this young brother, Curtis Brooks. Uh, if y'all like jazz music, look up Relax Smooth Jazz by Curtis Brooks. Uh, this student was a failing student when I met him, uh, down on his luck. And when I came in a classroom, actually, and I was touring the school site, he was tearing up in the classroom, like really acting up. He was a class clown. But we got to him and found out what was going on and found out that this kid was a foster kid that really couldn't read. And so during class, when they would be asking him to read the music, he really couldn't read the music, but he could play the notes from sound. And so he would go and actually listen to a song at home and then be practicing by actually playing by listening to the song. So once we found that was his problem, we actually start mentoring him and teaching him how to read music and read notes. And now the kid is touring the world and is number one or number three in Neo Jazz Soul as top sold on Amazon right That's now. That's what's up. And uh, a portion of all of his sales he gives back to help foster kids going through bad times. And so shout out to Curtis Brooks because that's that number one kid that was at the bottom. Rock Bottom took a time out to learn how to read, learn how to write, and now he's a success story. Yeah. So it goes back to what Chief said. Everybody needs to read and read yeah. prolifically. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, you need people that can mentor you and not make fun of you and belittle you right. for not being able to do those things, right. but coach you up to get to that level. Yeah, for real, for real. That part, love that. Chief, uh, any any success stories that you can talk about? Well, you know, uh, in my lifetime, it's been many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But but just give us one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, however, one one that comes to mind is um, a, a young man by the last name of Miller, and I know that he was struggling in school, and of course, then uh, Mr. Miller and went on. Uh, passed all his classes and went on to serve in the military. So he comes back and forth from the military. So we're real proud of him having been a success from this community. Yeah, so of course you're aware of my four tier system, right? Our Explore Auxiliary Program, our Junior Explorer Program, our Explorer Program, our Cadet Program, where we have kids from this community that's articulated through that program to wear the blue uniform. So we're real proud of our ability to be able to provide that stairway for our kids in our community. So I think Mr. Miller is a success story. However, we have 48,000 opportunity to be successful with the many kids in our community. That's what's up, yes, yes. And you you see the kids every day. And uh, yo, camp person, we can get that, uh, that crowd out there. We're, again, like I said, we are live out here. 
Look at that. Look at that. We got a, a bunch of people out there on a bike ride. We love seeing stuff like that. People out there in the community being together. Because like we said, you know, it takes a village, right? It takes a village. Absolutely. Absolutely. So while a camera person stays on that shot, I just wanted to give you guys some props for what you guys do. You guys are out there. And like I was about to say, cheap, that you guys, you see kids every day from preschool all the way up and you see them you know some of them come from from desperate situations and they get into you guys' programs and you guys help them out in San Bernardino City Schools and uh, some of them come back and and thank you for you know for what you guys did I, I love seeing that and not only explore programs but your teachers your administrators all that are everybody there is trying to help these kids get from you know point A to point B and something it's not easy I know trust I know but uh, you know, keep keep putting up that good work. You know what I mean. And last but not least, uh, before we get out of here, mentors. Let's talk about mentorship programs. You guys doing any mentorship programs? I know you were just talking about that, Chief, with the with the cadet and all that sort of program. But is there anyone you took under your wing and said, "Here's what I want to show you how to do this," and you know, and they're taking to it and they're doing the thing now. I see you smiling, just like go ahead, jump on that, jump on that, jump on that. <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, we're full of mentorship. I, I'd like to just highlight the murals here. So these, yeah. it, a lot of these kids were graffiti artists and downlooked by a society and written off. And I have committed to creating a million millionaires through our projects with artists and young entrepreneurs in our community here in the Inland Empire. And this is one of a few of the kids that we're highlighting uh, to date. I've taken them from just tagging on buildings to now beautifying projects and getting them paid what they're worth to do these projects. Uh, and my guys, Plo and Create and Aaron and Chris Bechtel and all those dudes, again, I really shout them out and commend them because they've taken something that was looked down, looked upon as a bad thing and now beautifying communities with it. And it's our No Justice, No Peace mural tour that we're doing. And that's K-N-O-W with the No Justice and K-N-O-W to No Peace. And we yes. want to teach kids what it is to know peace within their community and know what justice is within themselves. And so that's a big piece of what we're loving to do in our community here. And I really employ, you know, everyone that's gotten behind this mission, uh, especially IEHP, uh, because they have paid these artists to come out and beautify communities. We've just recently in Redlands done three basketball courts. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Yes, I've seen those. Uh, but yeah. those basketball courts weren't renovated since the 60s. And now we've come and blessed them with beautiful murals on those courts. And we're now doing two, uh, one in Colton and one in Riverside. And so these are projects that I just really would like to highlight and say, mentoring those kids and teaching them they could do something better and become positive mentors in their community has uplifted them in a whole nother realm and so thank you for that one that's that's what's up that's what's up yeah love that and chief what about you as as, as a man i i was just talking to you before we went live about a young man who uh, the camera person is, is married to uh that you took under your wing i, I was talking to him earlier today he told me about how you took him under his wing and you've taken him to, to different conferences and stuff like that why don't you talk about some some other mentor mentorships that uh, people that you've taken under your wing oh yeah definitely and I'll, I'll talk about two and one just became the a lieutenant 
at Cal State San Bernardino. Okay. Yeah, that young man I met in the mid-90s while working in L.A. County. Mm -hmm. And, of course, over the years, I encouraged John Gutierrez to go to school, uh, make sure that he creates a training plan to, uh, to start riding the stairway. So, of course, um, John has traveled with me to a variety of conferences. We sat on a bus for seven days straight at the Underground Railroad toll. So um, I've exposed him to things that he would ordinarily be exposed to. So um, I'm real proud of John. He's gone from where he had no degrees and he's about to work on his PhD. So yeah, it's like stories like that that's amazing and that helps me do my work. However, for, for your audience, yeah, I would say that um, if you can mentor a kid, C.S. Lewis says that a part of our responsibility is to take today's present into the future. They can't do that for themselves. You have to do it for them. Yeah, expose them to things that you know, and they'll be a lot better because you've helped them. Wow, wow. Powerful, powerful stuff. And I want everybody to know out there that, uh, you know, this, this story here, all these stories you've heard today, that they, they can happen to you too. You can be out there mentoring people, just like the chief said, and uh, you know, making a brighter future for, for everyone coming up behind us. You know, like uh, like the the comment earlier said, each one teach one. Get out there and teach somebody, and uh, you know, make it make it better for whatever they whatever they're going through. They don't need to go through it no more. You know, help them out. Help them out. That's what we all here for. To help each other out as a family. It takes a village, right? All right, I appreciate you two for coming out. We out here in, in San Bernardino, live in San Bernardino. Uh, let's let's give you one more shot of what uh, what we're looking at here. Um, yeah, we we love this uh, this container that you guys put together and 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 did the artwork on it. Looks good, and, and this whole field out here. Uh, Cam Prince, why, why don't we go out here to the to the uh, intersection there and show everybody what we what we got here. And uh, he's beautiful in this, this, this whole area here. You, you talked about that earlier. We are at 40th and Electric in the city of San Bernardino. Come by and check it out. Uh, the wind knocked over some of your stuff that you had out there earlier. But uh, yeah. hey, hey, once, once his wind dies down, he'll, he'll get out there, pick, pick it back up. Looks great. It's good stuff, good stuff. What you guys got planned for, for Thanksgiving? Me, I'm going to jump on the boat. I ain't even lying. My family asking me to come. Hang out. I'm gonna let y'all know. I'll be on my boat and <laughs> in the water somewhere. <laughs> I'm getting old. Yeah. I don't need no more turkey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. What, what about you, Chief? What you got planned? Yeah, I'll probably be on my computer just knocking down those papers. Oh wow! Yeah. Right. No days off. Uh, huh? <laughs> no days off. All right. All right. But if he has room on his boat, hey, come on, Chief. <laughs> Chief is with me. I got a poll yeah, for you. You're real one. You're real one. Yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate uh, everybody that came on the show. If you didn't leave a comment, that's fine. Uh, leave a comment later on the replay, and uh, we will definitely get back to you. I uh, appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. Please like, share, and subscribe. And, uh, hey, my name is Dale, and, uh, hey, let's do this again. Every time I'm out here on the streets, I'm out here for y'all. So, come on, let's do this. Black and Blue Street Life. My name is Dale, and I'm out. We'll see you. Yeah, in the front row, kicking back old school trash like damn.
can't get enough of this more like I don't even know where I am Ooh, baby, get hyped to the beat, let's go 